Hey folks, thanks for tuning in. This week we're honored to have Caitlin with us and we're going to have a great week talking about these things that are going on that people who suffer from PTSD and their symptoms can really help with. Caitlin, thank you. Thanks, Doug. It's great to be here. Keep listening. We'll explore some really great stuff. Great to be back with you, folks. What an honor it is to still be in Bemidji, Minnesota. So we've been doing podcasts. The last couple we did with Brother Philip. Uh, we had Caitlin with us for a few podcasts. Well, today, man, there's just so many people around Bemidji, Minnesota. I mean, this place is like a metropolis. I could be in New York City and not find the kind of folks I'm finding around here. So with us is Marilyn. So Marilyn, welcome on board. Thank you so much, Doug. And Marilyn is coming to us out of Montana, a uh, recent uh, Bible college graduate. And then we got uh, Caitlin with us again, getting ready to graduate from college and everything she's got going on. And we're going to finish up the week together. And how are you doing today, Caitlin? Good. It's good to be back again. Yeah, praise God. So today, I, I wanted to start with a word. We always have a word that we get going with, and you guys just hop in wherever you want. We do have Philip with us, but he gave, you know, Philip is a gentleman. I just want to say that right now. Philip gave up uh, headphones. He gave up microphones. I mean, he's, you know, he, he's the guy who's on the job. But we, we want to talk about, uh, you know, this idea of joy and uh, certainly things we've been through. And, you know, the Bible teaches us in Romans 12 to rejoice in hope, to be patient in tribulation and to, to be continuing in prayer, continuing instant in prayer, to be right on the job with that. And when I think about joy in my life, uh, for many, many years, joy to me looked like what the world could provide. And now all of a sudden, I realize that joy comes from God. And, and, and there's some rules here. You know, we rejoice in hope. We have the hope of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, we're patient in tribulation. You know, we, we know the trials are going to come. They're here. And uh, everybody in this room uh, right now who are recording this, everybody in this room share the same situation where we either came, coming into a trial, going out of a trial, or getting ready to finish a trial right in the middle of one. And uh, when you think of joy, let's, let's start with Caitlin. What are you thinking about when you think of joy? So when I think of joy, I think of, um, like you had mentioned, just, just the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ and how even in the midst of a storm, leaning on God can bring peace. And to me, that's, that's joy right there. Yeah, yeah, that's good. How about you, Marilyn? Thinking of joy. So thinking of joy, I think of something the world cannot offer because as you said earlier, when I was a younger adult, I placed a lot of my emphasis on, you know, happiness that the world could bring through financial success or accomplishments, worldly gain before I truly knew Christ. And once I knew Christ at the age of 19, I truly found what joy is. Even in the midst of really hard circumstances, God gives you this amazing peace that the world can't buy, no amount of money can buy, only truly tapping into God and His mercy and His love can bring that fulfilling joy. Yeah, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. So here's the Bible. It's sitting here and it's telling us, slapping us in the face and saying, hey, when the trials come, this has got to be hard for you guys, right? When the trials come. Uh, be happy about that. About that. Uh, so when I when I wasn't saved, I would I would say that's that's uh, nonsense, right? Um, I felt like trials were punishments, 
and I felt like they were always happening to me. But now, um, well, once I was saved, it's like I just realized, I mean, this this world is going to fall away. All of this is temporary, right? The true joy is in the everlasting life that can only be granted by believing in Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, and I think I think something really important about what's been said over the last few minutes, too, is understanding what our position is in Christ. Mm. Our position in Christ has changed. Uh, you know, it's a different dynamic. More important, uh, it's, it's a different identity. We have a completely different identity when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So those things that seem crazy, those things that don't make sense, but God says these trials, man, these crazy trials, these things that are upside down, these things that are terrible, these things that bring pain, these things that hurt us, these things that make everything around us feel weird and feel off. God says, you know what? Hey, I can, I can use that. Mm. And I, I think it's a pretty great thing to know that the most terrible, worst things, the uh, life's upside down, the things that, you know, the helicopter accident that broke my neck, collapsed my lung, smashed my face, broke 18 teeth in half. Uh, and I know God now can use that trial in my life to help other people who've been through things like that. Uh, Willie, dying in my arms, those types of things. God can use these trials uh, to help other people. And, and that not only brings me joy, but God's joy can go to other people. Absolutely. I really love how you emphasized, even through really hard times, when we find our identity in Christ he helps us to overcome those trials and tribulations and even have joy. You know, when you look up and not out, you look up to God, it really makes a difference and you just completely focus and lean into the Lord during those times and during the really great times in life as well, just that consistency. Yeah, yeah. And I want to talk about this. So, so the Bible now outlines, <coughs> excuse me, what somebody with joy looks like. And so the Bible talking about the fruit of the spirit. So it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love. So there's fruit. There's fruit that grows out of our spirit. And uh, it's reminding us that, you know, we have the Holy Spirit of God in us and that there's some fruit that should be coming out. And the first thing is love. The fruit of the spirit is love. You want to have joy. You want to uh, you want to live a good life. It starts with love. It starts with loving the unlovable. You know, it's easy for us to love Christ. It's easy for us uh, to love everything he's done for us. It's hard for us to look back at someone like Judas' life and say, man, I'd, I'd like to go back in time and help Judas with his walk. But, but God's reminding us. He said, wait a minute, you're a knucklehead too. You know, the, the fruit of the Spirit, something that should be coming out of your life is love. So how does people see, how do we do this, ladies? How do, we, how do people see us? As somebody who's conveying or sending out the signals that the fruit of our spirit, that the spirit of God is, is, is love, how do, we, how do people see that in us? So, first of all, like you said, love the unlovable and really reach out to, like I always try to find people that are either rejected in life or they don't have very many friends I always try to reach out to them and um, invite them for coffee, invite them, you know, be, just befriend them and just show them kindness, show them love. Yeah, yeah. What are you thinking here? Yeah, I think, um, I think Marilyn made a great point. And uh, for me particularly, um, I, 
I really have to put away judgment. Mm, um, me too. It's very easy to place judgment on other people, and I have to remember, like, I I was a person that was rejected, and Christ showed me the utmost love by mm. dying for me, and um, I need to show God's love to other people. And I I if I look inward to do that, it it won't come out right. So I have to look to God to use me as a vessel for that. Yeah, and and, and you know what, I, I like what you're saying too. Is it, this isn't something that's natural. And I mean, both of you have said this. We have to go out of our way, invite them, hang out. You know, you can hang out with us. You can do this with us, whatever the case may be. This isn't natural. You know what we do? We're not the natural people anymore. You know, we, we are a new creation in Christ. We're a new creature. He changes us. And I have to go out of my way not to judge people either. And, and one of the toughest things that I go through, and I, want, and I really wanted to mention that to those folks listening to us today, is I was helped with my PTSD. I was helped with, you know, I was saved from all my sin. I was helped from my PTSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got this great God who, for whatever reason, um, chose me uh, to save and to die for me. He died for all of us. Everybody's got an opportunity to be saved. And I have to tell myself one day that that's not a badge of honor. It's a badge of shame that he had to die for my sins. Mm-hmm. And uh, he loves me so much that, you know, if there's any honor, if there's any good, if there's any virtue, think on those things. Well, the only good there is the love of Christ. The only virtue is the love of Christ. The only, uh, you know, the true virtuous one, the one who never thought of sin, 100% man, 100% God, is the one we look at in a place like that. And then it comes up with this second word. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, what we're talking about today. So because of the Spirit, the fruit that our lives bring is joy. Our life should be a producing a fruit, and and it shouldn't be a sour fruit. It it shouldn't be an overripe fruit. It should be a daily life, that smile that we give, that, uh, you know, that handshake while making eye contact, uh, walking up to somebody at church and saying, so glad you came today. Uh, you know, just going out of your way to bring joy to people in your life. I mean, there, there's something here, folks, that if we could get this, if we could engage this, if we could make a difference in this, oh my, how God could use our lives. And we want them to do that. We want to keep on talking about this, but we're going to go ahead and take a little break and let those radio stations identify themselves. But we'll be right back. Well, thanks for coming right back. We continue on our conversation with Caitlin and Marilyn, and we're talking about the fruits of the Spirit, and we, we're we just talking about joy, how our life should be a picture of joy. We said the fruit of the Spirit is love, and then we said it's joy. And if anybody should have joy, it's those of us who know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. If anybody should have joy, it's those of us who've been saved from the deep, dark, ugly places of sin. And folks, one sin changed the entire 
underestimate what sin is, never underestimate what one sin can do. And so we should have that joy. We should have that love. And some things we just mentioned that Caitlin mentioned, a great thing, something I struggle with every day is to realize that I'm no better than anyone else. I have to look at my own heart and say, man, you're a mess. You're a knucklehead. As a, as a matter of fact, of the three of us, I think I'm the biggest knucklehead of the three here talking right now. And then, and then if you add Philip in here, I'm definitely in the bottom 25%. I just want to be up front. But as we continue on, we're looking about the fruit of the Spirit is love, it's joy, and it's peace. We get to that word peace, mm -hmm. the peace that passes all understanding. I need peace. Do you guys need peace? I mean, peace is a good place to be. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. And so recently, you know, I, I, I have these weird work and friendship dynamics and stuff. And some people, you know, they ghost you and they hide from, you know what I'm saying. You guys know what I'm saying, right? Oh, yeah. Have you guys ever been ghosted? Be up front with me. Yes. You've been ghosted, Caitlin? For sure. How does yeah. it feel to be ghosted? It doesn't feel great. And people are saying, well, you know, I just didn't call you for the last 16 months because mm. of, you know, and there's nothing worse than that. I mean, ghosting, you know, may people who ghost be ghosted eternally. Now, I don't want it that bad, but may <laughs> they be ghosted just as much back as they did. I need peace. I can't live a life with people who ghost you, don't like you, decide mm. that you're no longer any good. I'm the type of person, I think we should like tell people the truth. I want to live in peace. It's like, hey. You know, Billy Bob, yeah, you drive me crazy. I don't want to hang out with you. God bless you. See, how hard is that? Is that hard? You know, is, is there anything hard about that? Hey, live with peace. The Bible says live peaceably whenever possible, wherever possible. And the Bible says it's a peace that passes all understanding. Mm -hmm. Tell us about peace, ladies. What are you thinking? Well, I know in our chaotic world with all the trauma and tragedy, it is very hard to find peace. You can only find true peace with God, and people try to find it from artificial sources and other other places, but honestly, peace is one of my favorite words, and honestly, finding peace is only by finding God, spending time with God, and He gives you an unexplainable peace even in the hardest times, the most challenging times in life. So one of the things I like to do um, to go to sleep is read a passage of scripture, listen to calming music, and that really helps me to have a, a fitful sleep and wake up very refreshed. Amen. How about you, Caitlin? What are you thinking about when you think of peace? Um, for a long time, I didn't have any peace because of just this chaotic world and all the things that I had lived through. And um, I, I, I probably didn't know it at the time, but I think I had a burden of sin on my heart. And when I came to believe in Jesus Christ and when I realized that he died for all of those sins, for all of those bad things, um, that gave me a sense of peace that I, with me, I didn't have to atone for those things. Yeah. And then this word, I hate this word. This word right here, Philip, messes me up. i got to be honest with you. So it says, but the fruit of the Spirit, and it's going on. It tells us love, joy, peace, oops, long-suffering, patience. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but, man, patience is something. I don't pray for patience. Oh, I, I'm just, no. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I, and, and, and I'm not mocking God. Please, God, forgive me. I, I, man, the ADHD, the OCD, the DUMB, all mm -hmm. that stuff that I deal with on a daily basis, boy, it's hard to be patient. And, uh, yeah. And you know, if you pray for patience, you're going to get a trial 
that yeah. where you need the patience. <laughs> and so it's a struggle bus for sure. Well, and it's more than that. Not, not only, you know, so you already have a trial and then you pray for patience. You don't want to get two or three more at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I know patience for me has always been a struggle. Um, I've been known to be pretty impulsive with my decisions. No. Yes. I have all these thoughts in my mind and all these ideas I want to do, and it's very hard to just have the patience either with people or with my own ideas or whatever. So I've had to really ask God, please, Lord, help me to have the patience because this doesn't come naturally to me. Some people, it's so easy for them to have patience, and I am not one of those people. But going into the um, field God wants me to go into as a therapist and um, a Christian counselor, you have to have patience. So about a year ago, I really asked the Lord, Lord, I know this is what I'm supposed to do, so please work in and through me to have patience. And it is a daily battle, but I believe God, if God can use me and help me have patience i think he can use anyone it's definitely a ride on the struggle bus absolutely uh, you know and, and i hate to say it but it is it's a ride on the struggle bus when you're talking about patience and then mm. you know you go on here and then we get to this gentleness i think people should be gentle mm. ladies and gentlemen mm -hmm. who know jesus yeah. christ is their lord and savior we should have a gentle influence i i don't mm. want to you know there's times you just want to you know you just want to strangle somebody but the love of Christ over there in 2 Corinthians, the love of Christ constraineth us. And it's more than constraining. It's not like the love of Christ is coming up behind me and holding me and saying, don't move. You know, don't do this. It's to the point where God's spirit through my heart is telling me, stop it. You serve God. Mm -hmm. Suck it up. Be a big boy. Grow up. Move on. What are you thinking, Caitlin? I, I just, when you were talking, it just made me think about how knowing Jesus Christ in all, in all of the trials and all of the annoyances in life, he's a constant influence and a constant reminder. And through everything that I or um, anybody else is going through that knows Jesus Christ, they can stop and think, oh, Jesus, what, what would he have me do? What would he do, you know? And um, yeah. in situations like that, just like, Stop. I need to be a loving influence of Jesus Christ right now. I need to show people the love of God. And so for all of us with hypervigilance, all of us with PTSD, all of us whose life seems stop. Mm -hmm. You don't need to wear a bracelet that says, what would Jesus do? You're yeah. studying your Bible. You know that Jesus isn't going to want to strangle anybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so gentleness, um, that is something I think of um, a mother um, holding her newborn and just, you know, being so careful. I've watched many mothers with their newborns and how careful and delicate they are with them. And honestly, um, just the approach that you, you know, give to people, the approach makes all the difference. If it's loud and abrupt and obnoxious, it's going to turn them right off. They're not going to want to listen to you. But if you approach it with just Christ's love, and gentleness, especially with, you know, people that have had PTSD or any kind of trauma. I know with me, when I was in a really bad state in my life, I was going through a lot of depression, anxiety. It did not help when people were abrupt in their approach. 
It really helped when someone just gave me a hug, was super gentle, used kind of more of a mellow voice. So honestly, in retrospect, looking at that has really helped me to learn how to just be very um, just aware of how I'm approaching people, how I'm coming across, how I'm conveying myself. No, that's good. That's good. And then these last two, uh, these last two here as we go on and and I love it when my phone shuts down and I'm using that as my Bible here. But it says, uh, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. And just being good, goodness, being that person that can be trusted to be mm-hmm. good, being that person that can be looked upon. And you say, you know what? He's going to do this good because he's got goodness in him. And then faith. And we're gonna. I want to carry on a conversation about rejoicing in faith tomorrow with these ladies and Again, we're just honored that you would take the time to listen to this broadcast today and let it come across your radios and however you get that. We're honored by that. We're thrilled to be in Bemidji, Minnesota. As you listen to this, continue to pray for Bemidji. Uh, The conference may be over by the time you hear this, but definitely uh, the prayer work still needs to be done and the folks here in Bemidji. So if there's anything we can do to help, please look me up at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com, an email address, Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. And as I've stated a million times, anybody in about uh, three minutes can find a phone number for me and get a hold of me. Don't do anything stupid out there. And with that smile that only God can give you. Thank you.